Welcome everybody to another Talk Moto podcast um, episode. Oh, episode. We don't know don't what episode know. It is. We let the production team work out what that is. Wobs, you and I just rolling through it. Yeah. Um, great to be back in here. Uh, as you can see, we're going to introduce a guest in a minute, and he's a very, very good one. And he's not bad. At he's a little bit nervous. Himself. He's a little bit nervous. Hasn't done a podcast before, so yeah. he's going to be a bit on edge. So bear with him. Yeah. Uh, once again, big shout out to Talon for doing what they do, uh, yeah. getting behind it all. And as we, job. as we keep saying, grow this thing. Looking forward to the season ahead. Listen, let's not wait around. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at infotalkmoto at gmail.com. Any questions? Of course, we're on, across all those social medias. Uh, Talkmoto at Talkmoto on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. YouTube, all the gubbins. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple and Spotify, that's cool. I don't know where you are. Concentrate on the road if you listen to us when you're driving. Because I've had a couple of near misses listening yes, to podcasts where I've too. not really paid attention. Let's keep an eyes what on the road. What we do need is subscriptions, subs. We need subs. Yeah. We ain't going to get paid unless people sub us. Well, but it's not all about money all the time. Where's oh, it is. It's rough. <laughs> and there, oh, in, there diving in is our guest, Mr. Tommy Searle. You, you would have worked that out by now if you'd have um, obviously been following us. Tommy, welcome to just another podcast. You, you know, is it just another podcast? You're not. Uh, it's not yours this time. No, well... The other one's not really mine, is it? I'm sort of the spare part in that one as well, really. I just sort of tag along. But um, it is a little bit different being on yours, yeah, I must admit. It seems a bit more, I don't know if I'd say professional, but I <laughs> don't know, there's just a bit more going on. I quite like the room we're in. It's, I like the um, setting. Nice. Yeah. I don't think that's fair to say what you just said there, like you're just tagging on, not what we just spoke about before we came on air. You know, we're saying about Ed's yeah. made your career, really. Well, we was saying... Where would you be without him? And I said, where would... I'd be in a very similar place, probably not as quite as much fun. And I don't know whether I still would be doing it without him now. I'd probably say I would have stopped. But um, I said, where would he be? Because he could be have a vastly different lifestyle. Mine would have gone along the same track. Cruising around in some land. Yeah. That'd be about, and my art breaks for the poor bloke. Yeah, he could Must be. be awful. I think I've kept him a lot more grounded. I reckon I think it'd be, you have. Um, I think you have. Be I reckon it'd be um, proper playboy, I reckon. Yeah, different lifestyle. Maybe for the better, maybe for oh. the worse. But I think. Um, I've kept him on the straight and narrow. and um, well, he's had, You've had a good time, I know that much. We have, yeah. It's good. I, well, that's contrary to what we said before we came on air, because he said he's basically made him. But, you know, it's a similar thing. Mm. I get I get the gist of it. Uh, before we go... Elephant further, in the room. The elephant in the room. Not that you're, you're an elephant, but clearly, um, following Manchester Arena Cross, we've got some damage here going mm. on. Quickly explain have, yourself yeah. there. You've got your... set. You, what's going on? Um, just uh, my farm and then... I've had it operated on. I had appointments with the doctors last week. Went up there like four times. One day, Monday, I went up to get to see the doctor. Tuesday, then I had to get an MRI because he couldn't do it that day. I spent actually spent five out of the last seven days in Manchester after the arena cross. Balls up, wasn't it? Um, that but, sounds like a Craig David song. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> Manchester Monday. Not very good. Not nah, not as good as it was. It was a lot better, wasn't it? Um, mine was a bad week, but... In the end, as I thought it was going to be all right. I really did with how I felt. And even when I went up to the doctor the first time, he said it's quite stable. Like I'd be surprised if it needs operating on. And then we got the MRI results back. He asked me to come back up because he was still like, after examining you um, when I see you on the Monday and how much stability you had, I'm surprised that I've seen the X-ray and it's a complete uh, rupture, um, avulsion. So it'd come away. The ligament had come away from the bone in oh. one clean piece a ligament wasn't actually torn or the bone wasn't broken but 
it would come straight away in a clean cut away from the bone avulsion. That's called, I think, as I've got that correct. But um, yeah, so shit, really, really not what I needed. Um, silly accident on my behalf. I made a, uh, I crashed on my own. So I can't oh, really was blame that anyone. One? Yeah, it wasn't the oh, first uh, one. I'd I'm rather sure say it was the first on. one, blame someone else, to be honest. <laughs> but um, it wasn't. It was me. And uh, that's it. I broke my thumb. Well, not broke it. No. I tore the ligament off. But the doctor seems was quite positive. Whether he's um, a bit optimistic or not, but he's saying about six weeks, should be back on the bike. So oh, as bad so as bad. it is, no, not too bad. No, it's still mid-January. Six weeks off in January. Yeah. Not, you know, puts you back it, on the end of February. That's not too bad. It's just the arena cross that I miss, which is... I actually it's probably one of my favourite parts of the year, other than your race, Wob, of course. Of course, but, um, of course. The uh, I really like the arena cross. I loved it last year, so to be missing that is is shit because I think a lot of people come to see me at that, and I will still be going to them all, um, but not. I obviously can't race. Yeah, you did embrace it last year. I will give you that. Known you a long time, and I honestly thought, you know, you're doing championships. You're doing what you do. But last year, genuinely, when, when Matt made it all... Hey, the dog's in. <laughs> all right, Kev. For those of you listening, uh, we've just had a dog on. jump on set. Here we go. So what's his dog? Come and sit with me. Is, is you can sit there. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you seem to have so much fun last year and the fact that he made it all British. But this year, obviously, didn't get off to what he wanted. I mean, it no. was a rock and roll Manchester weekend. A lot happened in a short period of time. Obviously, your thumb. But then there was other incidents. Your teammate was causing all kinds of carnage, leaving... Hay bales for you to circumnavigate, yeah. which you didn't. No. Kind of did get over. You didn't crash, but um, it was an eventful Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really eventful. I think. I don't know why it was so eventful. I think the way the track to get was. Rid of the dog. Ben, <laughs> you have to go, kid. It was funny for a second. Now you're getting on my nerves. Go on. Go on. Um, it was eventful. I don't know why so eventful compared to the other years. I think a, multi, a few different reasons. Everyone being excited. Was there plenty of people there? Because yeah, it was really packed. Good, sold out, Good. which is nice to see because yeah, Matt puts always, his nuts on the line. He I'd does. Like to see him. He always says it's not going to be busy, but it was busy. <laughs> Good. Um, oh, you've learned that. Yeah, I've had ten years of that. Yeah. Oh, we need push. We need to push. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to lose money and then sold out again. Good. Um, which is mega because he does put his. That must nuts be on brave. To, I mean, credit where credit's due to rent them. I mean, we we went a field in Swindon mm. and I shit myself when I paid yeah. that bill. You know. And then when you see how much them stadiums must be, I, don't, I dread to think how much they can. Big operation. And then shifting all the dirt in, building yeah. the track, shifting all the dirt back out again. It's a big operation, though. Yeah, it's, it is. I wouldn't want to do... Sometimes when I'm sort of negotiating with him, trying to get more money, and he's trying to get me to do it for less money, where I'm like, I wouldn't want to be in his position. But no, I also don't. scary, Kev. I also don't want to think... I don't think he'd want to be in my position either. So no. it's a bit of... Um, no. It's, um, Wouldn't it be great if we could air those conversations, eh? if they could be recorded, negotiations between riders and promoters? Yeah, no, he's all right, actually. He's quite straightforward. He, he's always been so good to me, so I can't yeah. fault Matt in the slightest. Um, I'm just gutted now. I can't do the rest of the series, but I think that's one series I have got a few. Um, I've got a couple of years left in me of racing out. I really enjoy it. Obviously, it's not, such, no, not as physical. Um, I mean... But a lot does go on. And last year, I sort of, everything went so smoothly for me last year. I think maybe too smooth. Um, and then this year, the complete opposite, other than qualifying where I was fastest. And then um, it all went, well, even the first heat, I got a third, but I got a bad start. And it's what it is, isn't it? You got me to blame. He's got me to blame for this. Because last year. Oh, um, you didn't say I was going to win this time, did you? I did, yeah. No, fuck. Yeah. Sake. So last year, he kept pulling me up, you know, because I, I never chose him for a race mm. on the blogs. And he ended up, 
obviously having a yeah. year. And I never got credit for that because that was reverse psychology on my behalf, like to wow. GM up. Not that you need to GM up. You did the commentator's I'll curse, prove, I'll prove Parrot wrong when whatever. So this year, Ed sticks a camera in front of my face early doors and like, what do you think? I'm like, well, he's looking tidy, isn't he? I'm, I'm actually going to go for it this and no, call it no. for the win. And then you went and did that. So, so yeah, that is sort of your fault. Commentators curse. Yeah, commentators yeah. curse. Sorry, it's so a common thing. It's a well-known. Read into that what you will, but yeah, I reckon I might be partly responsible for that. Yeah, that's so not going ideal. back to what you just said, then Tommy, you said you've got a couple more years of arena crossing. Where do you see yourself? I mean, you know, you're 63 years old now. You've done well <laughs> to get to this. Yeah, I'm no, but I don't know how old you are. I mean, but you 34. get 34. 34. So you've done well. I have done well. Yeah. Have a career, just, really. Just before he answers that, I've got to say. But this is not this is not man envy. But you've aged well. You you do. He, he looks good for his age, doesn't he? I think because yeah, right. like he was a little Herbert you when I first saw you. You still get. Do you still get ID for back. beers and stuff? I very rarely buy a beer to get ID. To be no, I don't other people buy them for you. Yeah. I fucking send that. I mean, yeah. I yeah, I didn't spend much at your tent. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. No, I never went to bar once. To. I was you didn't smashed. need any more drink. You were I was in a state on the Friday night. Good though, I think. Same again this year. Yeah, it's going to be different. Got, no, I meant you some... getting hammered. Oh, fuck yeah, can't okay. be in. Yeah. Um, but no, what'd you say? Where do I see myself? Yeah. yeah, I mean, how many more years you got in here? What, what's your plan? What are you going to do? I don't know. I, don't I didn't really see myself it. with an injury now, to be honest. I think it. they slow you down, the old injuries. And I had a few good years up until this. Um, had a good little run. Since I finished GPs, I had a good run with no injuries. And it really made me feel, um, uh, come back to life a little bit. Um, but now... I still love it. That's the problem. I think um, if I didn't, I wouldn't do it. And then the way it is now, I have such a nice group of people around me and a nice team um, with like the new Dirt Store team and Nick who runs that. And then the team, uh, John Gifford now, yeah, who's sort John of managing it. And now job. we've got Mel. Obviously, we've got Joel. But just with Ed, Billy, like the people I have around me and the lifestyle it is, I absolutely love it. Like, there's never a time. I mean, today I felt real shit at the Ben Bell, fucking most pissed off I've been in a few years for some reason because this, the hand. But um, other than that, I've had such a good time the last few years and the people that are around me and it makes me want to continue. But then Ed was like, I spoke to Ed this morning and I was pissed off and then he was like, you can't fucking keep doing this. He says, you're <laughs> 35 next year. Like, he says, you need to do some. you need to do bits, but... He was saying you don't want to keep chasing championships because it is quite a lot of pressure. And even yeah, though yeah. now, like, I'm older, I'm 34, but it feels the same now that I've crashed out of this championship as it did when I was um, Good, yeah. when I was 23 and I was fighting for a, a ride or I'm in that position. Like, I'm as gutted now as I am then, which is weird to say because it's not life-changing in a way of that it's going to change the scope of my career. When you're 23 and you're sat injured or you're... Yeah. The after like a couple of years in MX1 when I was getting injured a lot, you was always worried about what ride you was going to get and then it had a big impact on your wages, it had a big impact on being on a good team to get an, another ride and now that's not the same. I've got quite a close-knit people. Things wouldn't really change. They understand the sport is what it is but at the same time, it feels the same. Like It feels as gutting now as it does then. I feel like I'm letting people down like I'm letting people down then. Um, so that even being 34 hasn't changed. Even no. though you could sit there and go, well, what's it matter? But to me, it still does matter because that's what I put into, um, that's what I, I trained all winter and that's what's expected of me. So I expect that of myself. And if that was my goal and now I'm not doing that, you feel like you're gutted because you 
like anything, if you don't do as you want, you feel like you failed a little bit and then yeah. that's disappointing. Do you know what, no matter what I think what you've age. extended your career with the, you know, the podcast stuff and your, your blog, your vlog stuff has been mega. I mean, like you've, you've come out I and mean, you're much more of a personality now than you were when you had your head down and you were racing. Cause everybody used to think you were a prick. Yeah. They did, and I'm yeah. like, you don't know him. He is a prick. Yeah. You <laughs> they, then they fought it. And I think now they've well, got were... to know me. They know it. Do yeah, you know what I mean? That's exactly. The difference. Yeah. Now there's um, no, but it has extended, it has extended my career, the vlogs and that. I, there's no way I would be, I wouldn't be racing now without that. No, Honestly, well, the thought... thing is you've given value for money to sponsors and that's really important. A lot of these kids yeah. don't realise no, you there's have that to side give value it, for money, you know. But also there's the side that it gives me more than just chasing a result. Like um, it's hard in motocross. You're expected a lot of you, especially at the top, top level, which is where I've always been as such. You're yeah. racing GPs. Um, it's a very fine balance, I find, between having a good time coming across as someone that's quite friendly outgoing and then if you're getting the results and you're doing a little bit on social media you're a legend like danger boy deegan you know yeah, yeah. absolute hero but if you're the other way and say you're roman febra getting paid by monster getting paid by kawasaki if he was then doing a few videos spending more time and then if he was to win people's champ do you know what a legend yeah if he wasn't to win then it all of a sudden flips well then the too long go, well, about. maybe he shouldn't be messing about so it's so hard in a position from a rider that's racing at the top level to find that balance mm. like it might be that you're not doing well but then you can offer us something by in the way of yeah but he's got a good following do you know it's almost and like of course, everybody's Wilson an expert everybody be telling yeah. you yeah. doing yeah. something wrong but you know it's you're in a similar balance. situation to dean you know, Dean's, what, 15 years in Supercross. I mean, he knows himself. He's, he hasn't yeah, got long he's to not go. Fighting. He's not, not going to win a championship. not going to win a championship. And it's always quite a tough thing to know. I always thought when you're not fighting for a winner, I mean, I've stepped back. I'm not in Dean's position where he's... You, in America, Where we are lucky in England is that we have championships, but we'll get yeah. onto that yeah. later. But he's still racing at the pinnacle of the sport, which is Supercross. So when he went to Australia, he found a little bit where he was like, I've won a championship. This was good. I got yeah. that fun back, but now he's back in America and he's got, it is what it is. He's, there's a couple of difficult rounds. He got took out and in a wet race, but then he's 14th, 15th. That's not where he wants to be, but you have to manage your expectations a lot differently, um, through that part of your career. But I think, um, going back to the social media stuff, it's more enjoyable for me. And what it brings is, more of one goal. I'm not just chasing a result every single weekend. My whole life's not just that. It's about having a bit more fun. Yeah, do you exactly. reckon then, like now looking back, which we can all do as we get older, if you would have been trying to do the vlogs like in your in the pinnacle of your career when you was factory KTM mm. rider before you went, you know, obviously the adventure that you and Ed had went going to America. Imagine if you'd have vlogged yeah. that. Would you think that would have had the same impact because you was a different person back then? You were probably you were probably less reluctant to show the real you and like you just said other riders at that as a factory rider yeah. you've got to focus on the job in hand so so do you actually think like if you'd have done the vlogs back then they wouldn't have been success as as successful no i think it would have been huge if you'd done it back and then. you've got kids mm. now so that's a that's yeah, a, a little different bit. mindset i think it's just it when i stopped racing the gps i knew i sort of to stay somewhat relevant in the eyes of sponsors and to actually go in a different direction. Like I remember having a conversation with Libby that was working for Monster. You always remember Libby. Um, I said, oh, this is what I want to do now. Like I need to, now's the time. I have time to push this side. So everything that I sort of planned out, 
we done with the help of Ed. He was the driving force behind it all and like the man that was making it all happen. Um, but going back to in America, even back then, Ed made a lot of cool videos and we yeah. was the only ones that was doing that. Whereas we should have done it more. Like we should have never stopped um, because there's a lot of cool videos back then. And it was, people wasn't making that. Like I was no. very popular. Like when Instagram and stuff first come around, I was sort of one of the most followed because of the stuff Ed done. And people see a lot of me compared to other riders because I had Ed there. He was in America. He was filming little bits for KTM. It wasn't so much me, but he was there filming. Um, he was working for Monster. He was working for Red Bull. He was working the great for outdoors, KTM. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he done bits for the Great Outdoors. Yeah, so some good films. I mean, they're not about anymore, are they? No, it was some. Such they good... tried. They have the bloke is back again. Is he? Mm, he's making some more. What but... series was it? They had that old sounding geezer, the old real the Great Outdoors. Was that the Great Outdoors with yeah. a really Amazing that commentary film. guy? He yeah. sounded like a right hill. I still watch them now. They're really cool. <laughs> yeah. The way that he spoke and everything. I watched a little clip the other day. I'm like. We need to get that dude back. Yeah, he does. They actually did do some of that again last year. There's a couple of series that he's trying to bring back around. Because um, I think the I think the characters have not have gone, but I don't think we get to see the character. You know, there's a lot out there. Of but the riders, the riders. I think when them great outdoors were there, it, and they did a behind the behind, yeah, the, behind the, scenes, the scenes a little bit, a yeah, little bit did. more a series in the states. And what do they call it? Um, I, I do know. Well, I can't think of it game. now. No, no. You, but you know the one I mean. Beyond, yeah. yeah. But there were some really good articles. There were some really cool things. I think it is again the character. The people are always there, but it's so serious at a race, and it's so intense that it's hard to show anything. No, it is. You got a lot on your plate, and you you know you're having a big day, and people come up and try and talk to you, and if you haven't got time for them, they think yeah, you're you just, it's just the way it, it is. It's just the way it is at, at the races. But the people are the. It's hard to show your personality in that in that situation on race day because all mm. you do is sit on a I remember my last few years at GP's awful. You sat in this fucking plastic chair in the yeah. back of an old camper van and then just waiting for your practice to come round. You're just so stressed out all day. It's not yeah, good. Yeah. Um, well, people have said to me, oh, um, Tommy videos, he comes across really well. I thought, I'm not, that's how Tommy is. He's a lovely mm. kid. But because I've known you since you were seven or eight or whatever, yeah. obviously there's no edge. So you'd always tell me the way you were feeling or the way it yeah. was going down. And I was like, well, that's the way it is. You know, that's yeah. the thing with you. You never, it's never bullshit. You can always know exactly. And sometimes I'll be like, "Fuck, you shouldn't be telling me all this stuff." <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Um, it is hard for that that way to for people to show emotions in the in the sport. You're either pissed off or you're happy. Do you know, it's yeah. one of those. And the majority of the time at a GP, you're normally more on the pissed off side. There's a lot yeah, more bad but, days than there's yeah. good days. When everybody wants a piece of you, that's yeah. the hardest. And thing that's what we're manage, trying to do with this podcast. We're trying to get away from like younger riders who don't really have a lot to say because they can't they're limited with mm. everything's got to be great the tires are the best thing they've ever had the bike's the best they've ever ridden and when you got guys like yourself you've got nothing left to lose fuck it you can say what you want yeah no it's <laughs> well, just yet you can't be no, he's, he's, not, he's, getting, he's, got, he's getting close to it i've still got people to keep happy but <laughs> i think i understand it a little bit more and other sports everything's not always great you know in no. a way and i think in motocross they're still stuck in that way where someone pays you then the bike's got to be great even though um you might not be liking it and it might not be relevant to the actual customer i was listening to another podcast the other day with like pulp mx and they was or it might i can't remember i think it was pulp um and the the riders bikes are um 
I can't think of the word, but their factory bike that they're riding so different to so the, different yeah, production. The, the production bike, Nothing but they still it. can't ever say like, okay, I'm struggling with my forks. And they're like, well, the bloke down the, sh- the road here, he hadn't got factory forks in his bike, so you don't have to worry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like he's got air forks that come standard if they still do. You've got a set of factory forks with everything done and you're going for a set of whoops where he's not going to go for a set of whoops, mate. No, it don't matter true. if his bike don't handle through the whoops because he's not going to be not going through any it. for a while. No, exactly. Um, but they still can't ever say anything. Where in other sports like Formula One, for instance, they might they're getting paid millions, but and they'll say car's a load of shit. I can't yeah. drive this this car, and then you just think he's getting paid ninety million or whatever, yeah, and that's and like so paid. far away from a production car. Yeah, and then. Um, but he says it's a load of shit and you just think, ah, oh, that's mad. But he's still yeah. there. They go, yeah, it is. Our car's awful. Yeah. So it's strange. Um, in our sport, even now, with the little money you get paid by some of the sponsors, they're still like, nah, you you can't do this. You can't do that. And you're just like, that don't make sense, mate. Like, I've got a lot more going on than just that. And then you yeah. can't tell me what to do when it's I've got everything same, else going on. But you might end up doing it. I should imagine you wouldn't, but like with the bike tests and stuff down the years. Oh, that was hard work. Yeah, you know, I used to hate doing it. Having to be honest about, uh, you know, a new bike, and then they're like, "Well, you've 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 kind of slated it a bit." Well, it's a bike (laughs) test. Like, what what we can't say. I used to have to go with Tony Marshall and sit in a what was them little chefs, and he'd tell (laughs) me about the bike, and I used to have to write the bike test half from his point of view as if it was him, and half from my point of view about the tech stuff. But as time went on, the bikes were so good. There's no yeah. bad ones anymore. No, it's very no. Doesn't matter what colour it is, they were all really good. And you still need to write three thousand words about it. And it's like, well, I don't like the shape of the front fender, or the forks are a bit soft. For the general oh, consumer, fucking hell, it's it's really hard to write those. Anyway. Yeah. And then you got the guy. You can't say nothing bad because they're advertising, and you don't want to piss off the advertisers. What? So, so when you're doing it, and you're doing it to say Yamaha, if you say, "Well, I didn't quite like the front brake," they go, "Oh no, you, you can't say that." Don't say that. Well, but yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. You, so you, it. There's it's only like, so much you can say the bike's great because you you think people are buying the bikes off the back of this. Yeah. And now, like Rob said, the bikes are so good for the average Joe, as you well know. Like, mm. uh, let's say a 250F, no matter what brand. That's more than enough for the average guy. Like, yeah. you, you know, there's everything there. Like, Well, I don't understand. But you tell me. You think 450s are too much for your average guy? Um, it's all right for you. You can ride one, but your average dude. Yeah, for the average English rider. But some people, some people really like them. So it's, it's rider dependent. But I, even for me now, and I'm fit and I'm strong and still train hard, but I find the 250 so much easier for me now. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so the average person, someone might be a bit bigger and they might find it that they don't have to work as hard because they can then just plod around in third gear. I think that's the only way. But I mean, like the idea is, and I'm not telling you how to ride a bike, but the fun fun part is (laughs) wringing its neck and it being noisy. And that's why I think two strokes are good because it it feels like you're going a million mile an hour even if you ain't. Yeah, they are. Whereas a 450, you spend more time off the gas than you do on. Where's the fun in that, man? No, it's different. It's a different way to get the fun from it. In a 450, it's about being smoother and then getting things real precise and getting a rut nice and then getting your gear shift at the right time and then feeling like you're you're, um, floating around the track almost where then you jump on say a 252 stroke and then you're wringing its neck thinking this is so fun because I can go flat out everywhere and then you've drunk upon a uh, 254 stroke same thing a little bit faster and then you're trying to get everything perfect you're trying to get the gears right so there's riding a different bike you have to find a different thing to almost 
where it's fun. See, for well, me, that's, the that's best what... racing is one to five two strokes. Well, that's always been the best yeah, racing. Awesome. Yeah. Most people, if you say what's the best race you've ever seen, they will say one to five two stroke race somewhere. But yeah. but also like last year when you did, the, the, you know, the vets like that brought a new lease of life. Which race into... was that? Yeah, that was um, Farley. I done one down at Farley. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, but it did. It Cause, brought cause a new lease did. of life uh, to me. Yeah, it did. Through, no, uh, you looked uh, a different. You look back to what I remember. You looked like you had a sparkle in your eye. The whole yeah, process. Yeah, but that was being able to race the bike again. That's what I mean. The process yeah, was. through the videos that you made of getting used to how to ride a two-stroke again. And no. by the by, the time the event come round, that you want that was real. You were really yeah. I was really nervous before that too because I was like, we've hyped it up a, a lot, and I've. I put the videos and I've hyped it up and I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to be, but I just thought I'm going to go as fast as I possibly can on this bike. And you can, with it being a two stroke and with it being, um, rideable, you can race it. And, yeah. um, I generally loved every minute of that race. Like I've not had fun like that. So, I mean, when you won that race, the place erupted. Yeah. It? Place it erupted and then it was mega. But for me, that was the biggest race I've won in a long time, purely because the, the standpoint from the crowd and then, it just been so fun. I don't know why it was. I mean, Bobby crashed, I think, with two laps to go in the corner, so then I got the lead. The crowd went mad, but just racing how I could race a bike again, it yeah. felt like when I was racing a 250, I've never really raced two strokes, but I was just literally riding the bike of everything I possibly had, trying to get everything perfect. And um, I haven't had that feeling in a race in a long, long time, no. not on a 450 And when I came around your truck after, when you were like, you won the event, there were people, there were like 10, 15 deep, all the yeah. chainsaws and air horns. And it was cool. It was a nice, yeah, it, was it felt really like cool. you won the real one. Yeah, it did. It was it, a big do. It felt like um, it was probably the biggest win than from my win at a GP. I'm going to say that because yeah, I remember coming to interview you at Matterley um, in that one where you won the GP and beat Hurlins. It was a hot day, and I remember I mean, coming like around fucking twelve then or something. I mean, no, I remember coming around to you know to say, "Can we catch up later for an interview?" And you were swamped by by a load of, load of kids and stuff like that. Quite rightly so, the British GP. And yet, I, you're right. I think there was actually more people hanging around you post race at Fox Hill for the vets than actually on that day at Matley. Yeah, it was. I think well now because a little bit well, I don't know, just because well, we hyped media. it up on social yeah, media. Well, you got a little bit. as well. You got people. Who, yeah. they follow you on social media. And they kind of feel like they know you. Yeah. Which is cool. I yeah, mean, that's it's nice. Great, you know? Sometimes, well, not really odd because you, I do it if I watch someone, you almost, like some people come up to me and they're just sound people. Like they're not silly or they're not like, they're just normal blokes. And they're like, I, this is a bit weird. And I'm actually not, I'm just a normal bloke. Like I'm not a fucking idiot, but I think <laughs> I know you. It's yeah. like, and I, I'm sorry that I come across this way because I don't know you, but I watch you every week and, um, I think I do. Yeah. It's like, yeah but I, I know are, you yeah. don't even know me, so don't even worry about it. But just nice to meet you, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a um, lot of that. It's cool. And it is nice. And I think it that's Does it ever get too bring. much? Regardless uh, no, of the amount no. of people, you know, there must be times where you think, oh, this guy wants to talk to me or this guy. Oh, you've got to do what you do because you're like professional. Your, it's not like but Beyonce, no, is it? Jesus. No, it's not. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, you know. It's not. But if you go to a motocross track, you we expect a couple of people. It's quite nice when some people come over for a chat. It's not like you're fame. It's not like you're. You're not getting recognised in Asda, are right? No, you can go down. I can still go down like to Sainsbury's. Like you say, you've probably got a bit or more. Audi, I don't shop at Sainsbury's. <laughs> you've probably got a bit more time for it now. Like I said, back in the GP time, you would have had to lock yourself away. Yeah. Focus on the job in hand. So I think that that's helps. why people think you're a knob then, because you do really, you go from. <laughs> oh, you do. you got to do you what go you've got from to the do start then. line and you sort of walk past and you're always so in the zone. Mm. And then you are younger, so you don't understand that 
the, from a different point of view, you sort of see it a little bit different now with me being a bit older, but um, it was really nice that race with the crowd. And um, it was, it did bring all back that memories and going back to racing like the two strokes and the four strokes. It was much better just um, hanging off a, a two stroke. And then I raced the last round of the British Championship on a 250 because um, I'd had quite a tough year anyway after the first round. I never really got into it last year. And I jumped back to a 250 because I was just bored of riding. Same thing. And I said right to the team, last round, I raced a 250. And same thing now. I just ringed its neck all, all weekend. And um, I, put I absolutely loved racing that yeah. weekend on a yeah. 250 four-stroke. Yeah, and I managed to win again. So it was it was That's nice cool. end to the year. But just the racing side of it was much more fun to me on, yeah. on those bikes, being able to really go as fast as I possibly could without the worry of not being quite strong enough. There was moments that I made mistakes and then the bike bogged. Like I'd come out of a corner, I'd get it a little bit wrong. And then instead of it going like wanting to rip out my arms and me making a big mistake, the bike just went, Bleh. and I like stamped it down a gear and off I went. Whereas on a 450, that would have gone yeah, sideways, ripped gone me and like wrong. wanted to chuck me off the side of the bike. Yeah. And on that, I was just like, oh, next time don't get, you just go down again. And that made it much more fun because I didn't have to worry. I just had to worry about racing and i know how to race yeah that's that cool that obviously a, a brilliant career so let's rewind a little bit not all the way back to the gps we all know what you've done there you know so close but uh no cigar we're, we're mm. two years on that in a minute two years or a second one yeah three more than that yeah three, three yeah, yeah. Let's get... you were the cursed nickel man <laughs> no he was five wasn't he four oh, I thought, was he? Was. uh I, bless him, mate, bless him. I think kurt probably got closer than me because he but, your level of obviously at any top level, your level of competition at the time was you know like oh the kind God. of tennis area for the last ten years. With it was tough, yeah, it was so tough. That's, yeah. that's not obviously to be sniffed at. But before we go back talking GPs, let's go back. Um, I want to know more about like America. Like, was it what you expected to be when you went there, or or did it prove harder? Uh, what I will say at this point is that people don't give you credit for how young you were. Yeah. And it was you on your own, kid. That's you yeah. went over there with no support. Even when I looked Just back. Just you and Ed. That was fucking crazy, really. Yeah. Quite glad you said that because when I went, I didn't really get much credit for what I'd done in America. And we, I think I went and I'd either just turn, I was going to, about to turn, I think I'd just turned 19 the end of um, 2008 that I went. And I got second in the world. And I probably should have, it might be one of them, when you said, what do you regret? It might go yeah. back to that at the end. But um, I went there on a team with Muscle Milk KTM. And what was good there is, is Kurt Nickel. Um, he was a brilliant team manager. But I was 19. Just me and Ed went out there. Yeah. Um, my parents obviously stayed because I've got brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I was 19. My little brother was only like seven at the time. So they didn't come. I went out, bought a house. Um, well, what I will say, I ain't stopping you, is what people don't realise. When, when a rider comes here, or England or Europe, a team will be like, right, here's where you're staying and here's your gym membership and here's your car. Yeah. We'll pick you up from the airport and this is your trainer. You go to America, no, nothing. fuck all. Yeah, nothing. Literally, they're like, I'll see you at the test track Monday. You're like, well, where am I staying? They're yeah. like, not my problem. I got I dropped off at the airport. All, yeah, you do. And you just stood at the airport with your bags thinking, where do we go now? That's why I wish they'd done more vlogs. Yeah, yeah it would have been a good vlog to see to, that. To because see people don't... you coping, you know, with it all. Well, but luckily, 19, remember Jeff Rowe. Yeah, I stayed at Jack's in Riverside, didn't I, yeah. for a little bit while I bought my house. Bought a house, even that buying a house at nineteen years old yeah, out nice. there, and it's like everything's different over there. Yeah, nothing. I knew nothing. We got a water switched off. We got electric switched off because they're like, "Well, what you are you doing in this house?" Like, and I'm like, 
fuck knows, mate. I just bought a house. Like, I'm just out here. I bought a truck. I bought a house. Um, well, even insuring a truck's not easy, is it? No, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy because you're not a, a local. You're nah, just a foreigner. No one helped me. And that, nah, it pissed weren't. me off a little bit at the time because the management company um, who I was for and the bloke that was managing, they was worried about I signed a big contract and then they would happily take the money, but they didn't help me with the my taxes, things no, like that. You don't know fuck, nothing. Even getting a mobile phone's hard work. Yeah. So they didn't really, they weren't worried about any of that, which later on really fucked me for taxes and things because they did, they give me no advice from that. They, I was just young, earning quite good money, big tax bills that I know it's fucking irrelevant, but they didn't, no one helped. Do you know what I mean? We were just kids. We didn't understand any of that then. Yeah. It was a steep learning curve, but the ride inside of it, I, um, I'd done everything right. I actually employed a trainer who was Tyler Rattray's. His dad, Russell White, was Tyler's trainer the year that Tyler beat me for that world championship. So then Russell White's son, Ty, he was out there training the rider. So I got in contact with him. He then oh. come and live with me um, once I got the house sorted. So and he you kept mean, me on the straight You mean physical training, yeah. not, not riding coaching. Yeah, Physical trainer. Yeah. But he'd come, he'd cook for me. He'd come to yeah. track with me. So I paid him a full salary to live with me because he was a little bit older. He was probably 30. Um, and he not kept me on the straight and narrow, but he would cook for me most nights. He would prepare food for me at the tracks. He would tell me what my riding was. He was sort of, he wasn't a riding coach, but he would give me a structure, a riding yeah. program. Um, but the team was different then. We was Muscle Milk KTM. There was no like Roger DaCosta. But that was the factory team, wasn't it? It was, but it wasn't, if you know what I mean. It was like factory supported Kurt, Nickel was the manager of KTM and that was the team at the time. Yeah. Um, but then, and then I, I went there and I got the first race of the year, I got two fourths. And then the second round, the bike had a, a breakdown, a DNF. I had like a sixth and a DNF. The third round, I went four, three, I think. And I had three podiums on the bounce straight off the bat. I fucking stacked back then. And the yeah, class. You look at that. Well, class I said, then, yeah. That's, that's that what was asked. If you, that was probably the no hardest year to look back. Even just like the top four was, um, round one was like, uh, I think Porcel, Dungey, Rattray. Oh, the the list was massive. Yeah. Like if you look back at those About results, there's some good, yeah, big names like Barsha, Canard, yeah, yeah, Dungey, even like Tickle. There's big names. And the thing is, in America. You lose a little bit of concentration or you make one small mistake, like three of them got by you. Yeah. You're like, it was packed. I remember everybody telling me that. Um, but I did actually do really good because then you, if you compared that to like when Musken went and even when Roxham went and they went out there with a little bit later, Musken two times world champion, he went. Um, their first year comparable to my first year outdoors was no better and they had De Costa and that team had yeah. got a lot better then. Yeah. Um, maybe I went a little bit too early just being that young, but the life experience we had and uh, just general us living in America, me, Ed, like as young as we was, we might have been a bit naive to it all, but oh, it's fun the ex- yeah, the experience we had was <laughs> mega. I mean, it probably could have Why? been more fun if we went later because we was that naive. We were kids yeah. living in a house yeah. in America. It wasn't like we were young adults as such. We were literally just fucking kids, like riding BMX around the neighborhood, things like that. Yeah. It wasn't like we was up to, up to nice no house, good. Nice house though in that gated community. Yeah. That was lovely. Yeah. Amazing house, yeah. It's I thought we had a good setup. Like, was it did do well? Was it on the radar? You know, how obviously the opportunity came along, but was that something that was on your mind from an earlier age? Like, how early was that? No, I mean, I followed motocross, I followed the supercross and that, but when I grew up, I didn't really have 
idols in the sport as such. Like I wasn't an avid, like I followed this for ages. Now we're racing. Like I didn't look up to the sport as in like, that's where I want to be. My family was nothing to do with the sport. Yeah. My mum and dad, um, I was, my mum was up there yesterday. My, oh, sorry. My mum come to visit there yesterday with mum and dad. And we was talking about how we even got started. And they're like, don't know really what happened. Like, it just Quentin said we just got to cut the bites. Yeah, Dad, he's he, <laughs> he's so relaxed. But um, he uh, so we just got a random start. randomly got a bite. Yeah, like. But why? What, I don't what, know. If, if your dad my, had no interest. What, no, what, no interest in motocross. Why was you I like yesterday? Was you a nightmare then? Was you like? Was you what I meant nah, was as a kid? Not, you nah. had to give them. No, no, not at all. Or, no, just so he just randomly. The, he, he didn't follow the sport up to that point. I said that yes, he yesterday. Just, we just can, I couldn't even get bike. an answer out of him then. I said to mum, like, why did you buy me a bike? Because we were talking about local little tracks. She said, I don't know why. And then they seemed to think they took me to a race that was there for a weekend to watch. And then we bought bikes. And then like the following weekend, we just went to race. Like we just turned up. We had two Malagutis. My brother had like a Malaguti, but. We both had Malaguti 50s and he was like 10. No, he was nine and I would have been five. So he was on the same bike as me. That's how much clueless we was. And we both went and raced. Um, And once we raced, we just never stopped racing. So That's probably what happened then. So Mm. so they went, they probably liked what they saw more than you and just thought, oh, yeah, get a bike, get a bike, it's doing that. that. That's all right. Mum loves it now. Like (laughs) yesterday she was building our jumps in the garden and she's fearless. Like, I'm like, oh, don't build it that steep. And she's like, no, it's right, go on, Elf. And then... Well, she's probably done it with you. Yeah, she's done it with me. She don't think of... I'm more nervous watching Alf ride a bike. And she's quite... She's like, oh, I'll be racing soon, won't you? And I'm like, well, oh, I don't know I about don't know that. about that. That's all coming back to get you. See, that's yeah. what happens when you have kids, isn't it? Yeah, mum and dad would happily go to the races and watch Alf now. Um, but I've it, had yeah, some good times with your dad at the races. Yeah, I know. You've... Been out I think everybody has, hasn't he? There's, there's, there's always got, a Quentin story. Somebody's yeah. got a Quentin story somewhere. <laughs> I was somewhere. just going to say, there's always a Quentin story somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so laid back, isn't he, oh, my he's dad? A proper good night out. He, he's never good ever egg. raised his voice at me in a on a, the, about a result that I've ever no, done. No. Never, never once. That, I remember when I came, no, I came no to Donington after Steve Gutteridge asked me to come look after you, and I walked up. And your dad was steam cleaning the inside of the truck out. The yeah. water coming down the steps. Jet was inside I'm thinking, of an RS. Ain't ain't that. Where the battery is under yeah. the steps, and he's it's a just... waterfall down the steps. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, absolutely. He seems the most laid back no, guy. I've chaos. seen him at some rate, you know, big events, motocross of nations when you've mm. ridden in them or whatever. And he just seems so lackadaisical, like yeah, not all hype. I've seen oh, no, him just sat down work. having a coffee or a beer. Yeah, and he's... sometimes I've seen him. I don't think he's even watching you. No, he's no. not. I've done. <laughs> I've done a race before, and I've walked back, and he said like, "No, I'm walking to the race." And he was like, "Oh, I know it was good, wasn't it?" And I'm like. I'm just going to race. It's like, oh, no, I've just been watching. It's like, it's like, oh, there was a number 100 out there in a green bike in that race. He said, like, I thought that was you. And I'm like, nah, I'm just about to go out. All <laughs> oh, right, I'll go back and watch then. He Fair don't on. even know. He didn't know the two. And in another race, he just, he fell asleep. Czech Republic, there was always one when I was Lisa Church from Molson. She had the picture and she always thought it was funny. Put it on the wall at like, the end of the year in um, the Molson truck. Because dad, middle of my race, and I think I even won that weekend and he's asleep on the infield. He'd obviously <laughs> had a big night before in check. Um, I think he did because he didn't come back to the, That's he slept brilliant. in the hallway at the hotel because he didn't, what we used to share a room because I couldn't get a hire car then. Yeah. Cause he got locked in a couple that? of times. You yeah. how, many, how many years did I rent you a hire car for? Yeah. I used to yes. go to the races 
and rent a car for Tommy because he was too young to drive a car and his dad didn't have a credit card. Yeah, that so was used, always the reason. I used yeah. to go up and like, they'd give me the cash and I'd put it on my card. And then the next thing I see Tommy driving out of the car park in the hotel, too young to drive, no insurance, the old man asleep in the back. And I'm thinking, fuck, one day this is going to come on top. Yeah, dad always, dad always used to say, I've worked all week. This is, I'm coming here for a bit he of fun now. Work, in his work clothes. Yeah, he just did, to, yeah. I don't know what he got changed into. He was like dusty and Sometimes horrible. we'd just have to buy him a T-shirt at the... <laughs> At the race, like he'd just have like the Czech Republic locket GP T-shirt on because Mum would have packed the bag, and she's like, he's like, fucking hell, she's packed me. It fucking must not my T-shirt. And he'd have like Troy's T-shirt, is my little brother. Oh, okay. And he, he'd have like a nine-year-old's T-shirt in his bag, and he'd just be like, for fuck's sake, why is she packed me this? And then we'd have to go fun. buy him a T-shirt. Are you going to be a bit more organised? You know, if you if the kids ride. Well, I know too much about it not to be. As, to be more organised, yeah, you've got no excuses. Was. But yeah, but are you going to do that? Yeah, whether that, that whether that would be a better thing, I think for me, Dad couldn't have done any anything better to through my career because Mum said yesterday I was always if I had a bad race then I'd be in tears on my own without you didn't need to you anything. knew you had a thinking shot. thinking about your career then and and how your parents got you into it. Obviously, you're getting to an age where we said you're going to inevitably have to wrap it up. Then you got. A, couple of boys now so that's not we're not at that stage yet but if and when that time comes how are you gonna have you thought about that already you're gonna try and stop them racing too early what have you got <laughs> a game plan yet or is that not even on the on the are we gonna go full callum swan full yeah, factory i'm not callum swan from the he's PW. on his way to spain i think to do a boot camp <laughs> down there he yeah, um yeah. he's he's <laughs> in like three years old and he's like he's into red yeah sound, he's screaming he's, at him from the side of the track he's He's got. He's in deep. I don't think there's any way out. Is there? And no, he's he's too far gone already. That's Poor it. Cooper. He's in. He's um. Yeah. He's on the schoolboy program. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it must I be. don't know. It's different. I've actually just got a text saying Alf's new bikes arrived. So I am. I'm. I'm in there. He's got a little um. E2 KTM. Well, yeah. Oh, nice. Ones. Them things look cool. Yeah. I've. I think it's one of the first ones in the country. I've put in a bit of a favour, and I've. Oh, called, there you go. <laughs> I've called in. I've got a bit of discount. Um. But I've got him one of those, so I'll see if he likes it. He likes it, but I don't really. But I you've got so much, to, obviously, too much to going give, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I mean by that is, if you've reached a high level, then you you've felt, you've experienced it firsthand. Mm. So, you know, we've seen so many riders that Liam Everts being one of them. Stefan didn't start yeah. him too early. Obviously, yeah. Joel Smets before him ended up becoming a world champion. Didn't even start riding yeah. or racing until right. like fifteen or sixteen. Do you, you know, for me, the modern pressures or whatever, it's learning the basics, but not to start them too early. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing it flat mm. out, top level Long for time, a lot yeah. of years. I think you don't need to start really young. And I also think you don't need to um, need to push them as such. Yeah. I don't, it, nothing really matters until you go into your turn pro, does it? Like, it's no. irrelevant whether I'm you win a kid's... glad you said that. It's irrelevant whether you win a kid's 65 championship. you enjoying yourself, and yet that's the uh, thing as a kid. 85. Because a lot of these kids... They're having upbringing and they're not having, they're not being kids. Right. No. They're being just trained to be, they're basically the old man's pushing them so hard. Yeah. They're not even having a, like a childhood. Some's a bit too much. But then at the same time, I think the childhood you get from being at the tracks with your mates is amazing. Story. It's a different story. Yeah. Um, so as much as it is the adults pushing the kids and it can be that way, they have such a nice time away from the races. And I think even when different. I say to Soph, I think the the childhood I had being at the races, you can't beat that. It's not a problem. And it's a sport that motocross is so good because you do have that. Like any other sport you you see, you say it's football. The kids, they go there on a Saturday morning, they get booted out of the car, dad's side at a stand or mum's side at a stand of the football pitch. 
the bloke goes to whistle, they all get fucking a little clap or a bollocking. They get back in their car, they go home. <laughs> yeah. Whereas motocross, you're there for the whole day and the kids race three 10 minute motos, but they're there playing with their mates all day long and they yeah, run yeah, back yeah. and they. Um, it's a big family. At the yeah, end of the day. it is a big family. So it's sometimes, even if the parents, some are, but not not all of them. Do you know? A lot of people just want their kids to do well and yeah. they want the best for the kids, don't they? All no, of them. It might be a bit doesn't? too serious, but everyone's a little bit different. That's but good the, for them. the family, what it brings at the races and the. You see it every yeah. week, do you know? So there's a like... nice transgression. transgression? That's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> what about the youth of today? Do you see the kids coming through? I mean, you, you spend a lot of time with young Billy Askew. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a Bobby Bruce. There's a few good names coming through. But do you think, I mean, you know, when were you doing Grand Prix? 15, 16? Yeah. I mean, I think it's also hard to to compare two different people do you know say like but also, you could say Jeffrey Hurlins was winning at 15 yeah. or I was podium at 16 it, there's not that many people that do that it takes a long takes generations even like no, Billy seems to be doing it the right way yeah he's, I think he's good like we've I've tried to take him under my wing a little bit a little bit a little bit like Jamie Dobb done with me a very similar thing I have I feel like one of the best trainers in the world with Kirk Gibbons um Kirk, and, what a yeah, that's what I mean. You've that spent a lot of time with Kirk over the years, even with Jamie and with me. So he um, just putting Billy into that atmosphere with them and training with people and treating him like an adult because I think he's always been so used to the youth academies, which are very good for the youth. But it's a very different world when you go to adult motocross, yeah. and it needs to be a switch. And he's needs to learn that it's different. Do you know there's the time to be a kid, but now you're racing in an adult's world. All right, you've got kids that are putting in the effort ten times more than what you're putting in. So if you are putting in that effort, you then can't go out and piss about all night long on on fucking micro scooters and riding your BMX. There has to be, you have to rest, you have to eat, you have to. Yeah. Um, and it's getting him to understand that that yeah, you want to be, and he thinks he wants to be at that level, but there needs to be a sacrifice to be at that level. I um, mean, when we came down testing that bike down at Mel's. I mean, the kid would get off his bike after doing his sessions, and he's straight on, like a XR seventy five. Just the kid just wants to ride dirt. Yeah, bikes, he does. He? Yeah, he just he ain't happy unless he's ripping the boom, doing something. Yeah, and that's and I'm just like, that's Sit good, down, man. Chill that's, out. Yeah, that's good. But for I think a lot of what the kids don't understand to go to that professional stage, and I was lucky that Jamie did what he did for me because he'd done a lot for me then. But he taught me, and I just listened to what ever he said like if he said jump i'd jump if he said you wake up at five i'd wake up at five he said you go back to sleep at eight in the morning i'd go back to sleep at eight in the morning and all i'd done was wake up go to kurt go home have breakfast go to sleep wake up after lunch eat again train again sleep again train again in the evening we'd train three times a day every yeah. single day and um that was normal but i'd all i would be doing in between that was resting do you know what i mean and the world was a bit of a different place then you didn't really have social media you didn't have no what you had now a lot more distractions now yeah a lot more distractions um but, true. but i used to just eat sleep train and do whatever he told me to do and that was it and i made so much progress when i got onto that because i was always good i was a good schoolboy rider one of the best all the way through but then the 
jump I made from being put into that program because well, my you can't dad rely was on your brilliant. talent, can you? You can your talent no. gets you so far, and you can't rely. The on problem it. is they all work to that level abroad. Mm. Do you know this? Little yeah, bit which brings me on to the, the, the structure in in the UK over the last 10, 15 years. Do you, do you think because it is slightly different? You know, the, the grading system used to get onto GPs and all that kind of stuff. Do you think like British motocross is in a place where we're doing enough to get the most out of our kids, or or do they need to start maybe looking? just stepping over the water a bit more and racing more European races to gain that experience to reach a GP level or think, EMX level even. I think they just need to, I think with the academies and with the coaches, they're all great. They're all getting taught how to ride a bike well. And I think it's not, I think all the kids are pretty good. I think. We have got some good kids, yeah, right? I think you like see it, I the see way, it. Like you've got a lot of coaches out there and they all know how to teach how to yeah. ride a bike. I didn't really have that as such when I was growing up and I probably wasn't as technically good as a lot of the kids are now. Do you know, I think if you look at like Billy Askew, for instance, his technical, his technique now is better than my, my was, but what I would do is I would race. Do you know what I mean? And my mentality by doing what I'd done with Kirk, with Jamie, I was ready by the time the gate dropped, I had no doubt um, in my mind. And all I had to do was go race a bike. And I think they don't believe when they get to that big race at that situation that they're as good because they know and they see what the other riders are doing and deep down they know they're not doing that. No. Um, but so I, will say, I will say in our defence, as in English people's defence, I think it's the same problem in France, Italy, Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why they've only got 20 on the line. What, I mean, everybody's struggling. Yeah. What, that, it that, seems to be. It's not like the line's full of French kids. No. And we're struggling. It seems like every country is struggling to get their kids to be the next, but, I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, do we need to get more Brits, like, just jumping into EMX earlier? Because you... You did your first GP at what, 15? Uh, yeah, 15. But there was no EMX but then, was there? No, there was either EMX. British so Championships or Grand Prix. There was no, no, there was no was stepping stone. One EMX come, they did have an EMX Championship, but it wasn't run alongside. But I didn't, one come to England in 2005 and I'd done it and won both motors and then i never done another round. Mm. No. Come to Pontrillis, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think it comes from the, the rider himself. Like they, they, there's they, only they, so much that people can do for yeah. someone. Like, what do you want to do? What did anyone do for me? Nothing. Do you know? What did the ACU do for me? Nothing. What, what I was going to say, though, so you, I think, you seem to embrace, like you really jumped at that chance to get into the big leads. That You didn't seem to be like, or, or wait, or, you know, it's like, I'm going in straight away mm. as early as you could and, and have it. And I think that it seems like a lot of people are sort of like waiting a bit too long to make that leap into the I think the sometimes... They're not, they're not ready. Do you know what I mean? Like you say... Yeah, but how do you it? know you were ready until you do it? Because you what? I don't know. I think my I must have had a different mentality. Like I just wanted yeah, to Well, raise. you've always had go. the mentality of stepping up with the big mm. events. That's why the Nations or, you know, the British Grand Prix. Pressure's never been a problem for you. No, it hasn't. It always seems to have fired you up. But everyone is different too. Do you know mm. what I mean? Some riders are ready at 15. Some riders... Uh, Liam Everts was racing British Championship two years ago getting... But in 15th place, yeah, and then yeah. people are like, fucking hell, well, see, he's not like Stefan, and potentially he'll win the world championship three years later. So yeah. people develop, and not everyone has to get, um, has to do the same thing to get no, the same true. result. Some people are ready at different, and you have to see the rider. And I think a lot of people don't, even the coaches, they don't understand what it actually takes to be at that level. No. So there's, no, there's some commitment. There's some com- there's, what they do for the, the kids is great, but then it, there needs to be a change when they get to adult. And if you want to be 
successful at that stage, you need to prepare properly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You need to, you can't ride with kids every day riding around a track on 65s and then you expect to go to a Europeans and win at the weekend. Like there's a, there's a difference of what a kid on a 65 needs to do by yeah. riding around having fun with his mates and a kid on a 125 that then wants to go to EMX in Italy at the weekend, two different, two different, two different things because those kids are a bit more, they want it a little bit more than the, the British kids. And not yeah. because they're better on a mountain bike, just I think their mentality is maybe slightly different how they're getting brought up in different countries. We're talking of forums, we've got some questions. We've got one from... Well, we've got, uh, we, we get some, on some questions, yeah. We're going to do, we'll do that. In a while. I'll just do one now. We've got one from George. Yeah, we can go more than an hour if we have to. Yeah, I'm not worried. Thomas on the books, man. We've got to be careful. Oh, is he? No, I'm not. Is he paying double time past an hour? No, it's just the same. Time and a half after an hour. Christ, if you told me that, we'd have rushed it through. From Jordan Best has contacted us. He said, if you could ride any factory bike of any... George's kid. I don't know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Missed that one, Wobbs. I was too busy reading the question. Uh, if you could ride any factory bike on any track, what would you choose and why? Um, so, so basically, there you go. Which track's your favourite and which Dot factory bike? Dot Wob KX250, Fox. Yeah, I like that one. That was a good bike. <laughs> but if I was to say the, the bike that I rode, which is the best bike I've ever rode, would have been the um, the bike I rode, one of the last GPs I'd done, the factory Cowie. That was just a good bike. Um, good team, good bike. 450. Yeah. Um, 250. What year was that? That was the last year I raced GPs, 2019. That was, okay. honestly, the bike was unbelievable. And that's almost what made me think, I don't want to race GPs if I'm on the bike that I was on, like a standard-based bike, just because of the difference that that was. Yeah. Um, and it almost made me think, if I'm not where I am in my career now, if I'm not on that bike, But I think he's I'm asking what, in a fantasy world. Uh, in a fantasy what, world. What's your best what bike yeah. you wish you'd have ever raced? Um. I generally couldn't tell you that because I wasn't like a super fan back in no. the 80s or whatever when I was born. Like you I was never like had heroes fan. in the sport. So it wouldn't be like, oh, I'd love to race Ricky Carmichael's fucking like mm. yeah. CR 250. It wasn't like that. But no, it would be if, yeah, maybe a different question, but the best one I've ever had a chance to race was that. Because I raced a KTM, factory KTMs and stuff, but that that factory Cowie was quite special, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah good bike. Next. Uh, Monty Burns, number one, uh, has, has asked, are there any, are there any of your races that you watch that gets you fired up or motivated more for anything? Um, or well, do you even watch yourself back? Or you no, rarely. I might, I need fucking perking up a bit. So I might watch <laughs> one, I might watch some good ones back, but the, probably one of the best races that everyone always talks about is 2009 Thunder Valley, that night race that they had. Um, I didn't win the race, but I got third. It was my first podium uh, no, second podium in America. Um, and it was just a good race. So that one's quite good to watch because quite a lot of that battles. gnarly though, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I remember we stayed, the there, we stayed there. Oh yeah, I imagine, because the lights weren't brilliant. No, it was bad. We stayed the there one years. year after and they said, you can ride the track the next day. So I got my bike out, three corners. Fuck that. Well, you put it back. The ruts, I ain't doing that. No, yeah. my knees were hurting where just looking that? at it. I seem to remember you doing that at another track as well one time where you Southwick. got the bike out. Southwick. And you... I did you, two laps of Southwick before I decided to fucking turn it in. Yeah, and then you rolled back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I ain't doing that. Fuck that. That's no fun at all. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be fun after the after no, it a was race. Fucked. It was like just like Scalatrix track. Yeah, just, I'm like, nah. Yeah, it was. They used to get righty. <laughs> Hold on, criticizing. <laughs> no, Wash no. Ugal. He said it wasn't sick of me helmet, kid. Why did no, you race I was paralytic? Ugal? Well, I didn't race it. I rode it. There's a difference Spewed between riding and racing. Spewed inside his helmet on the whoops. What? This yeah. is back in your heyday. No. 
not really. I was towards the end of it. It was an industry race at Washougal at the National, and, and we'd had a heavy one the night before. Oh, fuck, it was a big one. Um, <laughs> Denny. And I, That's one word for you, I, Denny. Well, to be fair, I wasn't, like I say, I was hungover. I was actually still, still drunk, pissed, which yeah. is not... One no, of my, not the best. Really. Not, not one of my best. greatest moments. I blame no. him for still sticking me out there because I was trying to. I, was hey, trying I to wasn't cop riding, out. kid. You didn't have to drink it. I didn't. I was no, holding your that. nose. Not the drinking bit. I was on about. Like, I was trying to cop out of it. But you, you know, like you and Denny's like, come on, give it a go. We had photographers there. We had to do a magazine story. Yeah. What year was that? I can't remember. Oh, four, oh, five. five, something like that. Five or four or something. It was. It wasn't good. Mm. And anyway, I, I went out and I kind of because I didn't get a chance to walk the track or anything, so. What was but, that, Washougal? Yeah. Good not, track. A track, not a track to go no, around. No, but also which way tricky, track. The first tricky track. So I kind of learnt my way. Looks a lot better than it is to ride, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it yeah. looks beautiful, but yeah. it's like, it's like mm. 10 foot below the dirt, isn't it? It's just It's rock. just slippy, shadows mm. everywhere. Like I remember because I was a goggle ride. guy I'm there. I'm glad you said that. And they'd always moan coming out of the woods. Struggling. Well, yeah, I wasn't pissed when I rode No, see, I was really struggling to focus anyway with the normal light, so with all the shadows and everything. So I rolled around the first lap while everybody was racing, got to know, and then I thought I'd get up to speed. So I attacked the whoop second lap around and it, it just went all, it went bad. I got halfway through and I thought, I'm not holding that in. And it was all, oh, it, was, it, it all great. went up as well because it was all thinking, on your goggles. Yeah. It must have hit the valve and gone both directions. Was you so should have prepped his goggles. So I was hoping at that point. I don't prepare for that. Oh, no. At that point, <laughs> I was Stomach actually, acid wasn't someone I was trying to defend no. against. Sweat, but not stomach acid. <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping at that point that they'd got the shot and the pictures, which they had. So yeah, they like, got but good I finished, enough. I finished fourth, third, I think, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember that bit. Made a bit of a comeback. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, Next question. I don't think we've got any, uh, too many more. Deruva, there's, there's a Deruva one, isn't there? i got, I got Lenny Woodcock calling me right now. Who's Lenny He's got Woodcock? no consideration. Uh, who's Lenny? Dylan. Dylan. Dylan's dad. Oh, Dylan's dad. There you go. Um, what I was going to say, that, no, I better not. <laughs> um, AMA Supercross is underway. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're not going to go all Carmichael on me and sit on the fence and don't do predictions. What do you reckon? So by, the, the... by the end of the, by the end of it. Mm. Fucking Jet's going to clean up. Do you reckon oh. he is though? No, I reckon. Cooper I don't know. Coming. I wouldn't want to go. I would say between call it. Sexton, Jet and uh, Cooper Webb, personally. It is too early. You've had two rounds, isn't it? Jet was good first round, but then, then got a, Sexton's Jet's... been quite good too. And I think Jet's he's got looks, a lovely style, style, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's the best. He is the best on a bike. He can ride a bike better than anyone else. Do you he think... looks more comfortable on that Honda than I've seen for years. Yeah, he does. He with, looks really good on it. With that in mind, do you do you think that Jet could potentially kind of take it up another notch like Carmichael did with all the fitness and training? Because when Ricky came along, he kind of, it did move mm -hmm. everything up. Fucked do you reckon up. we might be seeing that again with, with Jet? <laughs> Yeah, you he came along right. and stepped it up, and then nobody was having any fun anymore. No, well, he was, he, he was, was but yeah. nobody winning, else winning his fun, a... but he was the only one winning. Yeah, but in, in the 90s, we all have to have a good time, mm. and then he, fucked he ruined it all that. Up, yeah, it, it, cha it has changed a lot, but it's even changed from that that era changed. And then I would imagine, like, say, even from like Justin Morris's, or like I was talking to him on the phone on the way here, but then to my gp era and then from my gp era to now has changed a lot like i'm glad i raced it when i raced it rather yeah. than now i'm glad i raced it when i raced that's it. what i mean so i think <laughs> it changes a lot doesn't it like yeah. it's now it's don't look that fun like, i don't miss it <laughs> we didn't have any fun when you were racing by sound i think no yeah true it and did. it was in hard America, it just didn't document it yeah mm. and it was hard then but i think there was a lot of good times as well. Don't get me wrong; it's not all like no, negative. But you only remember the, like the hard times, don't you? The yeah, easy, hard when times it's good, it's easy. It's, it's like school, isn't it? You go to yeah. school for fifteen years, and you only remember about three good days. Yeah, it's um, 
no, that was really good. Like in the lifestyle, traveling around, when you actually get together with a couple of you and you remember the stuff that you've done, it's unbonievable. Yeah. But, um, but you I were think like now the tail harder. Like in the 80s and 90s, everybody used to travel together. Yeah, I like didn't Like all get the that riders and mechanics. Awesome. And you were like proper like a... Yeah, see, that, that seems really good. Like it seems like the riders when I was... We was quite separate. There wasn't really yeah. many that was... Um, no, there wasn't that many time. British riders in the pits. The ones that was were a little bit older, so I wasn't really hanging about with them. So, And then it was everyone from a different country. It was all quite separate. It wasn't like... Um, there wasn't many of us traveling yeah, around. We were doing it, yeah. it in the 80s and 90s. We were fucking winging it, mine. Yeah. Fucking hell. It used to... Really? I mean, it's a miracle. I don't, we I don't got, remember. <laughs> it's a miracle we got to the races, really. Yeah, see, that sounds you know, more fun was, than my... It was, was fun. awesome. It was chaos, man. It was yeah, chaos. Yeah, see, I would have liked to have seen all that. Yeah. yeah it but it was, was like proper just... winging a prayer. It was really winging it. I mean, that's the best way I can describe yeah. it. Yeah. And now miracle. it's all too much. Like, the, the teams are spending 50 grand to get their bikes to... I think I can't Indonesia remember what it was like Indonesia or something. They're like, oh, it's cost us hundred twenty thousand pounds to do these two yeah. GPs. You're like, yeah. that's oh, yeah. not what you're doing. No, like, exactly. Surely yeah. that's not necessary. But the, it's too much now. Um, it's all changed. But they're like I said, there's it changes, it changes, it changes. But it doesn't seem like it's changing in in some ways for the better, I guess. But in a lot of ways, not. No. Like, what I, is, I mean, see. like it back really in, seem to be getting more fun. No, back no. in the day, I think. I think the more technology and the more social media comes on, the less you can get away with having fun. Yeah, there is because that. Because you've got to be well, judged yeah. oh and you've got to be, yeah. you know. If half the oh, shenanigans... No, you'd, be, you'd be in jail, man. If half the shenanigans we used to get up to... Yeah, that's what I ...made it onto social media. Yeah, yeah, you'd be bollocks. You'd lose your job, you'd have no role, you'd have nothing because you were fucking about. <laughs> yeah, so that's... So you got away with shame, murder, really. Way, yeah, I think, it's, I think as great as it is that your fans have this connection with you and everything... It's also a shame because you don't have any fun because you, everything's recorded. But then Every, you say that. But everybody's was, got an opinion. We all know there was about more, the... There was more fans in motocross back then going to the races to watch when the GP come to England, aren't there, than yeah, now. I yeah. think so. So I think maybe because they see it so much and they're so... They can see you have access to anything. They can watch everything, watch the race on TV. Yeah, don't need to go. Maybe on. a little bit easier that they don't feel like they need to go watch it. It's no. in front of them all the time. So... Maybe. What's the Rufus question? Now? We can't oh, not do derivatives. Oh, yeah, we cannot, we cannot not do derivatives. That popped up on my Instagram as yeah, well. We well, can't he's not do tag me. Okay, well, you know he's, what the question yeah, is. He he's said, already um, asked you directly. He said, why does Tommy not like the Dutch tracks? I didn't even know you didn't. No, I don't. I don't. I actually do not not like them. Like, I, I like them. Is and he then, saying that because he used to get the better of you or No, or I didn't. What? He didn't used to get the better of me. No, I didn't think so. He would have in the sand. Don't get me wrong. He's a lot better sand rider than I am. Um and he's one of the best sand riders in the world. But also, I was quite good in sand, like low key good in the sand. I yeah. I won um and one race that he can go back and check when he watches this is um <laughs> and it always stands out. When he said that, I thought I've got a good answer for that because in Learop in two thousand eight, the first moto of the day, I done my best lap time on lap eighteen of the race. Oh. Um, was my lap, lap going around Learop mine eight. Oh. Lap 35 plus two we done then. It Mate, you lost me I know, at lap, lap three, like 18. Back that was bottom. Yours wasn't it? probably been 40 plus two, wasn't it? Yeah. W- Felt yeah. like it. 40 sure. plus two. And, and, and they reduced five minutes off it when I started. It used to be 45 plus two, but when I was doing GPs, 40 plus mm. two, yeah. So when I was GPs, it was 35 plus two. Yeah, so this yeah, was last easy, lap of 35 plus two. Learop, I'd done the best lap of the race and I nearly, I was trying to pass Tyler last lap. I finished 0.5 seconds behind him. My best lap time 
was three seconds a lap faster than Marks, who was the following race. Never. And he won that race. So lap 18 of race one in Learop, I'd done the best lap of the race, oh. which was three seconds a lap faster than Marks. Best lap, which was on his lap two of yeah. race one. So Mark, if you want to, I can go back and have a look. <laughs> yeah, you can good. check that and then you can see how... Um, I think I'm... with the sand, if you ride it, you get good in it. And I didn't yeah. go there that often. Mm. Um, so I think, especially at the end of my career, when I was with KTM, I did a bit with Stefan because he used to make me go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, have that, Mark. Have that time. <laughs> I'm glad, Mark, I'm glad you asked the Any question. Questions? And, I'm look, and I'm looking forward to his reply to that. Mark won't have a reply. No, yeah, he Mark's will. Mark's he could quiet, say quiet every other sand race, he was would have been much, much faster. But I mean, I can remember the one because it stands out because of how good he is in the sand and I was faster. So it's quite a, um, oh, well, that's I, I, I have a question to maybe sign off with of all the greats that you've raced with for championships, Caroli, obviously Hurlins and all that. What now that you've gone past that, you're, you're now, like I said, all, all moving on. What's your relationship like with them? Like, do you still like stay in touch regularly? I know when obviously Je Jeffrey came over, was it last year for the British mm. or whatever? Do you get on better you, with Jeffrey you, than, you, than Mel? Uh, yeah. No, I get on well with them all. Everyone yeah. I've ever raced. It's different, isn't it, when you get a little was bit Was there older. any ever need? Oh, I know there was that little bit of a while just because you're going for a championship with Hurlings. Um, and, and then we really Mel, didn't like each other. And then Mel. Yeah, know, Mel sort of wound him up, didn't he? Mel wound him up. But <laughs> that year was t like, we didn't like each other, me and Jeffrey. Was, you can't like each other all the time, can you? No. You're racing each other. It's not But I think to be. Um, but, okay, so that was didn't... mad, really. When you think about that year, even he says now that's like the most intense year of. Yeah. racing i was up i think i don't know how old jeffrey is i'm probably four years old i think he's 30 this year and he's four or five years older so 30, i was 22 and, forever, man. yeah that's what i mean he's well he's almost 30 now as well so it's mad really what you think of he's at the end of his career but that was intense that year of me and jeffrey like we if i got a second i was in tears on the way i remember getting second in check and um i got tired in the race and i was crying on the way home and um went to get try and get blood tests see oh I got tired and I shouldn't get tired and this and that and nothing come back like um it's just like but it was I was gutted and then but Caroli we had quite one year Caroli we kept getting pulled into the official office because we'd take each other out in 2008 when we was going for the title together um and then he bust his knee in South Africa um but they're some of the nicest people everyone's all right aren't they like in our sport if you actually Unless something's gone on, but people are nice. Like, yeah, there's not people. many people that are, are the complete arseholes out there. Like, yeah, you have run-ins with people, but when you actually understand them and <clears throat> everything's a little bit different with people, countries yeah. and their person owner, and they, they might not say a lot. You see them on a race weekend, what do you really say to someone? Nah, like, busy, all right, mate, track all right? Yeah, good, isn't it? Yeah. 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 What, how did you fly in here? Yeah, fucking got in yesterday. Like, it's the same. it's the same conversation you have and it's... It's not until how, the battle's over you can respect yeah, each other. Yeah, how, so, how much else do you have a chat on a race yeah, day? Like, yeah. They have a different sense of humour. You can't go, all right, well, most people have a different you know sense of humour to you. Yeah, but English sense of humour is different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, have, foreigners don't get it, do they? No, like, and you have to, you can't have a joke and then them not get it and then you sit there, we both sat there in awkward. So you sort of go just like, <laughs> how are you? Like, yeah, have yeah, a nice yeah. flight in. It's just the same chit-chat, isn't it? So with, with Jeff then, who... You said it was a bit t tense there for a while. How who threw out an olive branch? Like, how did the conversation come back where you did? Oh, I can't, you can't remember, remember to no. be honest. Just 
just lays later. Yeah. It always works itself out. I think even at the end of that, there were some races we, um, I don't know, at the end of that year, obviously I said, well done when he won a championship. Mm. He deserved to win a championship. He um, he was fast. like, And now he's gone on to be one of the best mm. that ever has been. So um, it was just nice to actually be considered in the mix to Should've have raced got, it against him. Do yeah. you know what I mean? To be one of the ones that actually... Uh, was to battle against him and win GPs against him. So that's nice. Just same with Ken Roxon and Caroli. They were, the, do you know what I mean? It's, um, I've always battled against good riders, but if, I think in general, they're all sound, aren't they? Like you don't have to, they're all fucking all right. Do him a Mal talk? Yeah, they do actually. He gets on well with Mal. He was going to go <laughs> ride Mal's last year before yeah. Foxy when he comes. Yeah. Ah, bless him. Um, it's all good. But Jeffrey's sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. They're it? all all right. Well, we can we can park it up there. I'm oh, sure. Danny's telling me for ages. Danny's telling me one of the cameras there is, is so up. much. Unlike me, because I'm fucking freezing. So, Somebody's left the door open. <laughs> well, I can't. I would have had and, and, a top and, on, but I've got no. I can't get over my hand. hand. We've gone past a little bit more in the hour, which means he's going to probably charge. He says he won't, uh, but you're getting no. Well, you're getting something in. I'll get a bit more money off that bike I've just bought of him. Yeah, I'd knock a bit off of him for that. You can blame me actually for carrying on waffling on. No, there but I could so waffle on for ages. There's so much in our career, in my career. You've Massive just, thing. So you've literally just let's get you back over in. it. There you go. So let's wait a year mm. or two, see where you're at. Year or two. Well, we'll get him in the summer. Man. He said he's probably going to get a good few. Well, I'm going to come back down here for a new bike. I know for the next race. Yeah, exactly. Might be able to just check in. Maybe yeah. you can just do a little check in before the uh, VMXDN if he's. The VMXDN Fox Hills held on August Bank Holiday Weekend. You're talking about? Mm. Oh, yeah. that event! I've heard about that. It's quite good. I've heard the promoter's a bit of a donut, but yeah. Well, Dave is an idiot. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there with that. Um, Tommy, thanks for your time. Um, hope Always that heals up. Yeah, quickly. Well, uh, and more importantly, correctly. No, it will. I won't rush. Well, we'll see you in Birmingham for the arena cross. We're doing a show up there. So, are you? yeah. Now I'll be. I'm going to all the arena crosses still. Cool. Well, because probably you're going to come out and do the T-shirt cannon and all that. Probably uh, let's get you out. You'll be in Belfast this weekend, won't you? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be there. I like Belfast. That's one. I'm actually guided because I, I love Belfast. Belfast one race. of the best races. Um, so I will still be there. So come and watch Belfast because I think if you haven't been to an arena cross, no, they're good. Um, Mega. It's a brilliant weekend. There you go. He said it. Um, Tommy, thanks for your time. There goes another podcast. Um, thanks to Talon. Well, yes. thanks for the wonderful studio oh, no and the hospitality. It has got some one of those kids. Time. One of those kids has left the door open. I'll put some money in the heater for you next. Yeah, time. I'll put fifty p in the meter. I'm freezing. He's forgot. Let's see. He's an amateur. He's never done a podcast before. He walked oh, away. Done. Well, he's done. Right, we're out of here. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening wherever Thank you are you. watching. Like and subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, please. do that, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Talk Motor podcast. Thanks a lot.